Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 65. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews, joined in the Springfield studio today with the brave and the beautiful Jennifer Flowers. Welcome, ladies. Hi there. Thank you. Great to and be she here. is beautiful, let God me God tell you. you. God bless you, Grace. <laughs> you know, I... Back at you, by the way. <laughs> well, thank She's you. A, Grace is a pretty redhead, just to let you all know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> She can tell I'm not really blonde. So I'm really missing out today. <laughs> yeah, you are missing out today. Oh, okay. This, so, is a da- this is a name. But you, you'll still have some fun with us. So. Okay, awesome. awesome. You know, I, I've done a lot of thinking over the weekend, and I want to tell our listeners exactly what I told Jennifer, and that's we just want her story to be told. We don't really have an agenda. And I don't want to insert a lot of my own thoughts. I just want to let her tell the story. For example, I didn't know what to call you. I mean, besides Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting point. You know, then and now, Mm -hmm. talking about Bill Clinton, Mm -hmm. how would you characterize yourself? Well, first of all, Jennifer Flowers has been an, an entertainer, very successful entertainer for many, many years. Many, many years. I started making records when I was 11 years old. Oh, my goodness. Uh, went on, uh, at, at, made two records with a United Southern Artist, and then decided that I wanted to get through school And uh, before I did anything else. And uh, when I was about 21, I started singing with my first band in Little Rock. And up until about five and a half years ago, you and I have talked about my situation with my mom. Yes. I, and Dad, I have, uh, I've, you know, that's what I've done. Uh, with a with a great great deal of success, certainly some ups and downs like we all have in that business. But in my mind, and those that really know me, Grace, you know, I'm I'm a lot of things. I'm not the scandal queen that most people know me as. You could call <laughs> that would be something I've been called. That's why I use that term. Yeah, scandal I queen. Okay. I heard it years ago. And if you got to be in scandal, you may as well be the queen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You go, girl. So so I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a regular gal. I mean, I've got family and, you know, just cared for both my parents until they passed, stopped my life for that. Uh, You know, worked really, really hard in the entertainment business. That was one thing that really ticked me off was with when uh, Bill and Hillary were on 60 Minutes, the famous 60 Minutes. I think they just showed. They just showed that again last night. Yeah. I don't watch all that typically because I just don't. Yeah, I don't uh, understand. Well, I'm tired of it. You know, I really yeah. l- like to move on. But but uh, when she called me a failed nightclub singer, you call me a lot of things, and I may be guilty of some. Right. But don't call me a failed. Oh no, singer. No, you're not or, failed. Uh, at entertainer, any. because yeah. because like I said, that was my that's been my life, and I've worked very hard at it. And you know, some I have had some failures, but, but you not, moved on. I yeah, well, I, and you I've moved on back to. when it wasn't cool. At least you didn't fail running for the presidency. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> very true. But you know, things things have changed, and they have. Back so when this happened, changed. it was very scandalous, and the woman was always wrong. So that's why. Amen. And when I talk, when I think about you in relation. To Bill Clinton, I wonder, were you his mistress, were you his lover, or were you his victim? All the above. I was also his friend. And that's what is so sad about this and can bring tears to my eyes as I sit here. It is bringing tears to your eyes. And mine. Well, Bill and I had a very special relationship for many years. Uh, What, 12 years 
seeing each other and then a couple of years after that just communicating on the phone and so on because I was trying to break off that relationship you know move on with my life but anyway it it uh, it was it was for a very long time a very special relationship it's so very sad that it came to what it did and you know we both were doing things that wouldn't be typical but we were both trying to survive absolutely how'd you meet him I was a news reporter I actually I actually met Bill prior to that as a performer in Little Rock in fact one night I was performing at the Camelot Inn and Bill had come in with some people and at a point he came over by himself took his jacket off Remember, he had a white shirt he rolled his sleeves up and he sat down at a table by himself put his chin in his hand and just sat there and watched me and I thought geez <laughs> so anyway I when I took a break I went over and uh, said hello to him and he complimented me and um, and then I went on about my business Okay. Uh, but after that, like I said, at a point in 1978, I became a news reporter for the NBC affiliate in Little Rock, KARK-TV. And so I was sent out on stories, multiple stories that involved him. Sure. You know, it might be something serious. It might be him, you know, speaking at a church, you know, whatever he was doing, somebody was reporting it. And uh, so that's when I had that closer proximity to him. Uh, uh, on a weekly basis, at least. When you met him, was he already married to yes. Hillary? Yeah, he had only been married uh, three months. I thought it was very close. Would you describe it as a love story? My story with Bill was definitely, it. well, the name of my book is Passion and Betrayal because there was a great deal of love and passion and the friendship, and then there was the betrayal on both our parts. And you know, I will admit that I had to do what I had. I had to tell the truth. Sure. Uh, because I was, I, well, first of all, I needed to tell the truth and tell the story like I thought it should be told, even though it was distorted many, many times. But I was also in fear of my life, for example. So uh, I did things. I went about trying to do the best I could for myself without a book of instructions. It was like being on a bull ride, being tossed and turned and up and down and never knowing what's going to come at you next and from what direction. So, What do you call it now? Now? The relationship. Well, you've described it basically, though. I mean, it's a relationship that has all those factors that you mentioned. Uh, I would like to be able to look back on it and feel warm and fuzzy, and I would like to have been able to put that away in my memory bank for myself. And it's hard after a 12-year relationship not to hear a song or oh my uh, goodness. somebody mention a movie or something that was going on that doesn't throw your memory back to that time in that relationship. Well, it's impossible. I say it's hard. It's impossible not to. So was now your I, greatest I love? Yeah, he was the love of my life. Very difficult. What was he like back then? Oh, he was so much fun. He was so cute. So was this a, it, did it start a little bit before? Well, he actually before started, politics. He or started. He was, well, he was attorney general. Okay. He started giving me the eye, which now I realize he's famous for. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that at the time. And I was new in that business, and I wanted to really give it a fair shot. Sure. I had a lot to learn, and I was I was I had entered a man's world in that business. I was women were not wanted in the newsroom. No. The only reason I was there was because Jane Polly, well Barbara Walters had entered the stage, and then Jane Polly came along, and she was doing the co-anchor thing on the Today Show. So it she became very, very popular yeah. to do. So I was hired to train to be ultimately a co-anchor. Now, Roy Mitchell was the anchor at that time, and he had been the anchor for many years. Uh, he was asked, what do you think about having a female co-anchor? He said, I'm not going to co-anchor with a man, much less a woman. No, well, oh, so he just wasn't going to share. Well, back then, I mean, they were. Yeah, that's again, true. They were very honest and verbalized 
more than they do now or should do now. At least women now, and I've said this over and over again to, to the ladies out there, you know, you've got so many recourses now that I didn't have. You've got laws to protect you, and certainly all that's going on today is going to help a great deal with the deterrent of men hopefully even thinking to do it in the first place. But back then, it was open season. It was open season, and if you complained, you were what? Uh, if you complained, you're probably going to get fired. Yeah, and no one else is going to hire you. nobody cared, and nobody's going to hire you. Right. So you just had to do the best you could for yourself. And you learned to be tough on your own. Well, the entertainment business had prepared me for a lot of things in life, because you have to be tough in that business. I started having my own groups, did all of the bookings, marketing, public relations for for the, my groups, and I had to learn early on to be tough. So I was a little bit seasoned, first of all, to sexual harassment, and then knowing how to be tough and knowing how to try to get out of a situation. Exactly. And I talk a lot about that on our show. Um, in the Midwest and the South, we kind of learned that at a little bit earlier age. Mm -hmm. It seems like on the coastlines, that's not at the one of the first things you teach your daughter like they do here. Mm -hmm. Well, thank goodness they do. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Because it, up until, like I said, maybe what's going on today with the Me Too movement and so on, uh, there'll be more people, these guys will think first before they do what they want to do we can only hope <laughs> yeah really <laughs> yeah because i've been there so many times yeah. where i needed the job i needed to pay my bills i was my sole support and even in the entertainment business where i was would be harassed by the food and beverage beverage directors that were doing the hiring and firing of, of the group oh, wow. that i had because I, I was employing people men with families so I had a lot of responsibility, not just Absolutely. to myself, but to them as well. So, I mean, there there have been times that I've thought, well, maybe I'm going to have to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it was, and I didn't want to. And I didn't, thankfully, in that one particular situation I'm thinking of, uh, in particular. But it's, t it's, it's tough out there. There's more recourse these days. And now that Hollywood has made it a trend... Exactly. But they still don't acknowledge the women that were involved with Bill. No, they, they don't. They don't talk about Juanita Broderick, Paula Jones, Kathleen And Lillie. you all came forward first. That's, that's my point. There were others. You were treated but, uh -huh. very poorly. Oh, yeah. Now it's and, just... And you were asking for nothing, basically. Right. But to exactly. tell your story. Exactly. But that's back, right. kind of back to your relationship with Bill, when did it change? I mean... Because it was a beautiful thing, and then I assume it wasn't. Well, it became more difficult, it sounds like. Shall we say what happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> let me have a cup. Let me have a drink of oh, coffee. Oh, go right ahead. <laughs> Grace makes great coffee, by the way. This is French roast, and it is good. Oh, gosh. Mine is such a long story because it expanded over so many years. But first thing that happened was I decided to get out of town basically and try to get away from him some because I, I loved him so much and I was young and I and love like, can be toxic let's face you know, it it's, it's a toughie it's a tough situation to get over uh, so but I thought the distance would help so I went on the road I moved to um, Tulsa I went on the road with Roy Clark for a year and a half as an opening act and singer love and Roy Clark. Uh, yeah such a talent that one uh, moved to Dallas, and so on. Uh, but all the while, we kept in touch with each other, and he would come to visit me occasionally. Now, by then, was he governor? Yes. Okay. By then, he was governor, and then he would. Uh, I would go back to Little Rock periodically. And Finally, by then, did Hillary really know about you? I just want to sneak well, out. Hillary knew that. about me early on. Pretty much the whole time. Right. The whole time. She told okay. him, she said, he... She gave him an ultimatum, actually. What had happened was I was told, back then we didn't have cell phones, so I right. was told to call when I called the governor's mansion to ask for a certain guard and that he would get the message to Bill that I had called. 
So I had called, and this guard had the message, and Bill came in. What the guard didn't know was that Hillary was right behind him. And the guard said, here, Bill, he said, here's a message from Jennifer as Hillary walks in and hears this. So they go upstairs, and she confronts him, and she tells him that she wants it to stop. And he says, I'm not going to stop. So do what you think you need to do. She said, well, just don't throw it in my face and embarrass me. Of course, he went about doing all of that, actually. He did? Whoa. Yeah. Passive aggressive. I, I didn't. He did. Okay. I had a lot more respect for her and her child, eventually, sure. when they had Chelsea, and trying to protect them from embarrassment than he did. So how did the relationship end? Well, <laughs> golly, let's see. Uh, Did it end while he was a governor? It yes, it ended because I met a man that I I liked, and I thought that there was potential. The man that I went to, on to marry, in okay. fact, I thought there was potential for a relationship there. Good Lord in heaven, it was time for the, the relationship with Bill to be over. You had to move on. I had to move on, so I broke up with him. This would have been in nineteen ninety. He was devastated. He cried. And he said, you know, if you change your mind or if you need me for anything, I'm here. Hmm. So what followed then was, of course, I pursued the relationship with this fella. And uh, Bill and I would talk on the phone. Now, he called me to tell me that he might make a run for the presidency. This was the time before he actually ran for president. And he said, you might have reporters show up your building and I said okay and I made a little smart comment to him yeah that was I thought was funny he laughed then he decided not to run and in the meantime you know I'm seeing this man and our relationship is getting stronger and better and then Bill ran for uh, governor again before you know he ultimately ran for presidency there was a man running against him named Sheffield Nelson Sheffield was a very rich, powerful guy in town. Uh, here again, this is a very detailed, convoluted story, but I'll try to just skim over. Uh, he had a guy named Larry Nichols who had worked for Bill in a government agency. Bill had fired Larry, so there was bad blood there. He got Larry to file a lawsuit against Bill saying that he wasn't fired for the reasons Bill had stated, but because he had a slush fund set up by Wooten Epps, who was head of that agency, for Bill to spend on women. He listed five or six women in a press release, my name was among them, sent it out back then to, to every office in town, went in the faxes, uh, was on, was a little bit, little bit in the news, not much, and a back page, because they were afraid of Bill. And I'm not, but, but still it was in the court records. It was in the court record, which was public, public information, especially reporters, public can. information. Exactly. That's Grace, that's a very important fact. So uh, the guy that I'm seeing, I have not talked to him about my relationship with Bill. Oh, he gets it. He, he oh, was with Prudential Securities. He gets it, the facts into his office and a guy comes and lays it on his desk and said, maybe you ought to see this. He calls me and he, I'm getting to the answer to, of your question. He calls me and says, uh, I, can I come talk to you? Which was very odd. I mean, he never, we didn't even have lunch typically because right. he, he didn't take lunch. Right. And uh, I said, sure. So he comes over and hands me the press release. That's the first I've seen of it. And he said, what about this? I said, oh, don't worry about this. I said, they're just trying to cause Bill trouble. You know, don't worry about it. Well, he it bothered him. And our relationship oh, went sour at that point. Uh, but that, that fact that you brought up was that this lawsuit was public information. It's right. huge. And, you're and you weren't protected. That. No, I wasn't protected. No. So, uh, time rocks along. Bill runs for the presidency. And the national media starts looking into who this guy is. And they see this lawsuit. So, they start exploring the women in it. Uh, in the meantime, my mother had gotten breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I asked Bill to get me a job, a state job, so that I had a definite income for a period of time 
so that I would have my weekends to come up. I was in Little Rock to come up here to spend time with her and be with her. Right. And so he did. So I'm in a state job that he's gotten me. Uh, the Washington Post had come by my office. I just happened to be gone at that time. I'd call Bill and I'd say, Bill, the so-and-so just came by here. Well, uh, you know, I'll call and shut him down. What He could shut down many press sources in Arkansas, but he was very naive to think that he could do it nationally. Nationally. And he didn't. But I wasn't cooperating with anybody. Uh, I went out to put some, I had moved my car from the parking lot in front of my office to put some things in it. And I went out and as I lean over, I look back and in the car behind me, I see a camera lens. And I thought, uh oh. Yeah. Well, come to find out, it was the Star Magazine. Oh my goodness. Anyway, they found out, they found my number through a fluke and. You know, we started, we started that, I said, leave me alone. I'm not interested in talking to you. I talked to my lawyer. He talked to their publisher who pointed out very articulately that this is, story is public information. We can print it and so can anybody and they will. Yes. This is Jennifer's chance to tell her story her way. Exactly. Now, if I had it to do over again, I would have done things very differently. But here again, I didn't have a book of instructions. Sure. Now, in the meantime, my home has been entered and ransacked. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very concerned for my safety. Uh, it was entered twice, nothing taken. I knew it was entered because I never locked the deadbolt when I left, but when I came home, it was locked the first time. The second time, my phone had been moved up to the dresser, and there was mud on the floor from a shoe. And the third time, it was ransacked. Now, I call the complex each time, but you did you have a work order for someone to come in here for some reason? Sure. Nothing. So someone had a key yeah. to my place. Bill said when I called him after when it was ransacked, he said, do you think they were looking for something on us? And I said, well, yeah. Of course. Now, see, I'm thinking it's the Republican people. Are you? I, I was really wondering who you thought might have done it. That's exactly who I thought it was. And they paid probably one of the maintenance guys for a key. Okay. But when he said to me, now I knew this man very well for many years by this time. When he said, do you think they were looking for something on us? I knew he had it done. I knew it. And he built it. And I wanted, he was wanting me to say something about having something on us. You know what I'm saying? He exactly. Wanted to say, so well, it was kind know, of his way of it was testing you. Exactly. And trying to get information out of me without just asking me for it. Yeah. So I was on, I knew at that point that I was on my own, that I had to do the best I could for myself to survive. Basically, that's what you've done. I'd like to think that I have <laughs> survived and thrived. That's kind of my saying that, that I try to adhere to. You know, there's one thing to just survive in life. Exactly. But I have tried my best to keep a smile on my face and to have a positive attitude and outlook and believe good things. And you've had, you, you, you've had full life. You've, you've done things. I have. You're not finished. I'm not finished. But I can tell you that there were a couple of times that I seriously thought about doing that. That you got to rest. I thought about if this is what I have to deal with from now on. I don't want to go through that. And you loved him. Well, I did love him. Yes, that that it was a it was a hurt that had many dimensions. It was a pain and a hurt over that the failing of that relationship that was not just about one thing. I lost my best friend. I lost my lover. Uh, I was betrayed, but in his mind, I betrayed him as well. And you also couldn't have him because politics were. It wasn't necessarily Hillary that was winning. It was the politic politics. But I didn't care at a point. I didn't care to marry Bill. I felt like 30 minutes of wonderful was better than a lifetime of okay. Absolutely. So I was good. Absolutely. And I was a very independent woman with a career so that it offered me that freedom to go and do what I thought I needed to do. And he was always extremely supportive of anything I did, whether it was the entertainment field or news reporter, 
he would say, even though you'd look at the situation with him now and the women that he's victimized, he would say, he said one night, he said, you know, I've seen so many incredible women that are like so strong and talented that yeah. will settle in terms of men. Yeah. Will settle for less than they deserve because of the societal pressures to get married. Sure. And he said, I, 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 I hate to see that. And I said, well, me too. But that begs me to ask you, what was his and Hillary's relationship like? I mean, there's been lots of speculation that it, it wasn't a marriage, a traditional marriage like most of us. It wasn't, it wasn't a traditional marriage, but I can tell you, and obviously, it's very strong. What they have is extremely strong. And I've heard that before. Now, they need each other. If one or the other turned on the other one, oh my gosh, they all, they both know where the, the bodies are buried, so to speak. Right. So that they need each other. Yeah. Oh. Bill was never, I think Bill was enamored of Hillary. If I didn't really know Hillary, I could, I would be so a, big a fan of hers. Would you? Yes, but I know better. I know that she's not, uh, she's not a supporter uh, of women. She's yeah. a victimizer of women. She speaks on. She speaks uh, both sides of her mouth. She's a hypocrite. She's and, and I'm not speaking. I know people would say, well, "Who are you to criticize this woman that you had an affair with?" No, her but husband? she does. She has gravitated towards strong men and a lot of deviant men. You know, or you're talking Weinstein. I mean, she was well, a lot of women, though. You know, uh, Oprah. Come on, exactly. You exactly. See Oprah in pictures, and, and, you know. and we can we can love Oprah, but she does gravitate to the man's world first and foremost. But also, there's a deviant element to it. To a, a lot of the players in her her playpen. Well, the deviance, deviancy would be, I think, that it's all about who can benefit her in whatever particular motivation she has to be friends with Weinstein money. Oh, yeah. He gave big money. B big money. Big money exactly. to the clients. So I think that for the most part, that was her motivation, typically with guy, men like you're speaking. Exactly. You've, you've, you've sort of touched on this before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask you in the way it's written here because this question came from someone else. But away from the cameras, what was Bill like? Bill was great. He had a great sense of humor. Liked to laugh a lot. He was a lot of fun. We had a lot of things in common. The first, for example, the first time that Bill and I got together alone in my little apartment. I only had room for chairs in my living room. It was so small. I had two little cute chairs, and we sat there, had a glass of wine, and we talked for two hours about a number of things. See, I, I am more seduced by someone stimulating my mind, sure. first and foremost, than my body. And that's what he did. I said he played me like a finely tuned Stradivarius. The I mean, man he, has got so much charisma. He does have charisma. And like it back, leaks out his pores. Well, back in the day, he was as cute as he could be as well. Big, oh, yeah. Thick head of hair. Lots and, of uh, hair. Cute smile. And like I said, just a, a fun and guy. Southern draw. And, oh, my yeah, gosh. All, they all had a southern draw down there. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't see them all with southern draw. Yeah. So I think it's cute. It is cute. It is cute. And uh, certainly politically, it didn't hurt him. No. Not no, at all. It did not. He was bulletproof and still is. Both of them. They are. Did he discuss Hillary with you? Well, I wasn't. When I had time with him, I wasn't I wasn't his shrink or his counselor. Right. Sure. So I didn't want him to take up my time talking about his wife. Not that he tried to. Yeah. A uh, couple of times he would mention her, but usually it was out of necessity in terms of something we wanted to do or didn't, you know, that we needed to do this or Hillary might be over there and things like that. So, no, he didn't. The only thing he said that was 
extremely relevant and that took me back was there was a rumor in town that Hillary was having an affair with a girl named Debbie who worked in Bill's I heard that, yeah. And I heard it, and I thought, well, Bill needs to, not because I was trying to be hateful and, you know, tell him something about his wife, but I thought this is something he needed to know. Right. Because I didn't believe it. I thought it was just an ugly rumor. And so I told him about it. He threw his head back and just laughed, and I said, What's so funny? Yeah, why are you laughing? What's so funny about that? He said, well, she's, well, to quote what he actually said, you may have to believe it. Oh, okay. That's okay. He said, she's eaten more than I have. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I was just, I was totally shocked. And I said, well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. I'm thinking, if you don't care, I sure don't. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you yeah. know, that's up. That's 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 awesome. So did you guys ever discuss him leaving her? Not after a time. You know, you know, the writings on the wall. He right. like you pointed out, Grace, he's in politics. Yeah. To me, the, the lover, divorce, the original lover is politics. The, you know? the divorce and, is uh, divorce is not in the plan for no. typically, you know, it might be a little more prevalent these days. A lot of things. Yeah, are more prevalent. Well, a lot has changed. A lot has changed, but back then that 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 wasn't something that was going to happen. So I accepted. So it. you never really expected it. Either. I did not. I didn't yeah. expect it. Did you talk about politics with Bill? Yeah. Do you like politics? Yeah, uh, we did. And of course, back then, I was a Democrat. Right. I'm a Republican now, but back then I was a Democrat, primarily based on the abortion issue. Honestly, I felt like women had the right to choose. Exactly. But, um, yeah, and he would tell me things about what was going on. Yeah. You know, with him and about this one or that one. And let's face it, politics can be sexy. Yeah, I found, uh, I found, oh, I've had people say to me over the years, well, was it the power? Well, when I first met Bill, he was the Attorney General of Arkansas. I said, how much power do you think he yeah, had? Okay. <laughs> was, you know, and but, he looked so young then, didn't he? Well, he was, he looked he like was a the kid. youngest He was the youngest governor. Yeah, ever. I mean, in was, the state. Yeah. Uh, how old was he then? How old were we then? Don't make me Oh, he was that. just a babe because, you know, we're not that far away from Arkansas here. So, true. you know, true. it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Almost like hometown, (laughs) hometown gossip. Yeah. Have you ever spoke directly with Hillary? Oh, gosh. No, not really. And I say not really because I performed at a function at the governor's mansion. Now, this is after Hillary's aware of me. Now, this is how blatant Bill is. Yeah. And this is how stupid I was. Let me rub it in your face. So, uh, we're... situated the band is situated up on a kind of a hill looking down where the party's going on right and bill is looking up at me most of the time even when he's talking to people he's looking up at me but anyway we took a break and i was walking down the sidewalk to go to the restroom she was walking up the sidewalk and i thought uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh, that's what I'd be saying. You know, she's liable to slap me silly right here and now. Absolutely. And uh, why did I do this? You know, I knew better, but I did it anyway, which would be typical of a lot of things I did back then. I did I it anyway. Uh, and she just glared at me and walked on by. That didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. Of course, she didn't want a scene either. There were 50 people out on the lawn. And we were right yeah, there. She, so. You know, yeah, she ran a risk of embarrassing herself, too. Well, it would have that something like that, that people would be saying, well, what, what's that about? Exactly. So, see, that would have defeated her plans. Well, yeah. And it not just becoming common knowledge. She would never it, want it to be embarrassed. Had. Yeah. Well, she was already embarrassed. She didn't care. She, she forfeited her integrity, her self-esteem, her self-pride. Constantly. Now, what independent, truly independent woman that has pride in herself and integrity would put up with that? That's an excellent point. I wouldn't. That's have an put excellent up with that. point. If he had done what he did to to me in the White House with Monica Lewinsky, he would have found his clothes on the White House lawn. Yeah. 
And I tell you what, there'd have been a few women that would have had fault with me doing it. Oh, more than a, a lot few. of men, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Most women would have gone, yeah, girl. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's true. That's very true. Who puts up with that? Uh, public. I, well, you like to have public humiliation, yeah. not yeah. to mention the private personal humiliation, but the public exactly. humiliation. Unless you have an agenda. Oh, she has an agenda. Oh, well, she didn't. She just. Her agenda was to be the president of the United States. Exactly. And I almost felt sorry. It's I didn't want her to be elected, but no. I almost felt sorry for her because she has sacrificed you know, a little part so of much. Me too, and I am not a Hillary fan. She has sacrificed so much for that. Yeah. On so many levels, and then she to truly not is. to not get it. When was the last time you spoke with Bill? Bill called me uh, after Katrina. Did he? Mm-hmm. He was coming Did he know to town. You were there. He, Oh, they they know I'm here today. Just oh, to yeah. Let, just to let you know, Grace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, he got my cell number. You know, I didn't give it to him. All right. But uh, the phone rang. It was a few months after Katrina and George W. and Bill were coming to town as part of the relief effort to help. And uh, I'd heard that on the news that they were coming to town. Now, at the time I was engaged... He had gone to New York where he was from on business. My cousin had been staying with me. She had gone back to Mobile. I was by myself, right. which is no big deal normally. Right. But when the, the cell phone rang, it said unavailable. And I thought it was Jimmy because he was a retired New York City police detective. And unless he hit a button or something, his calls would come up. It was the same number he had used when he was working because he hadn't been retired that long. So it would come up unavailable. So I thought that was him, and he had forgotten to push the button. Because I don't normally take those calls, unknown, unavailable. I don't take them. Right, right. A lot of people don't. Yeah. So I said hello, and it was Bill. And he wanted to come and see me while he was in town. He said, I know where you live. I'll walk. I can, we will park the car. I can walk in. I can wear a hoodie. Nobody will know it's me. I said no. Did you? I was, yes, because it scared me. For one thing, but he sounded almost like he was part of a 12-step program and had to atone oh. to someone for something, <laughs> and he was real desperate to come About by. the time of the Katrina, would that have been when rumors were going around that he might have Parkinson, a sort of, some sort of palsy? And he did seem sick. In fact, later he had the open-heart surgery. So... Maybe I think that was, would have all been going on at the same time. And that very well could have been why he wanted to And amazing it. things can happen if you think you're going to die or something. Absolutely. It could be like a 12-step. It could be. It could be. Yeah, maybe he's going to uh, Sex Addicts Anonymous. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that really worked for me for a long time until it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. You and Monica Lewinsky seem different to me than the others. And well, that's they because... they were different big time because we're the only two he's admitted to, first of all. Is that we're right? It. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was my question. Can you explain why? And well, first of all, Monica had the blue dress, so she had the DNA. And, yeah. And he had to admit it. I had tapes, uh, tape conversations with him. And a right, couple of right. pictures which the tapes were not on purpose by any means. I had started, when I would do a verbal contract on the phone, I had a tape recorder hooked up that would come on automatically when the phone sure. rang and I answered it. So those were those were not on purpose. Now, but after an entertainer broke, does a lot of verbal contracts. Well, I had started to. I yeah. had always insisted on written, and I was at the Excelsior Hotel for for a long Gosh, time. Gosh, were you? That and is such I, a I got place. to where I would just do yeah. verbal instead of a contract with them because I had been there so long. Right. But I had also learned in the business by then that I needed to have some proof of my agreement. Sure. And this happened to be the guy that was sexually harassing me. Okay. His food and beverage director at the Excelsior. Okay. At Jackass. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd try it again. <laughs> you know? Ugh. So you did have the tapes. So anyway, and that's he, how, he that's how the tapes it. came about. So yeah. when uh, plus well, the court I was asked records, for proof, right? Well, the the state troopers, 
Yeah. Remember, they came yeah, the out, the American first, Spectator yeah. did a feature on them and their stories talking about bringing him right. to my house uh, several times. And yeah. He couldn't have denied it, really. Well, he did. He, he did, did for a while, it. but then he did admit it. Well, in the Paula Jones case, they did a deposition on him, and that's he admitted it. And listen, Grace, it was only a very partial admission. Okay. It was uh, one time in 1978. That's what he said yeah. happened? Yeah, I thought, yeah 1,000 times in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's... Uh, and like he he did it because I think in my case, you know, there's a theory that if you admit to something, then people are going to believe what you're saying rather than having to have the whole truth. Right. A partial truth can be believable to most. It is, which is is kind of sad and it's kind of interesting because legally, the attorneys say that if there is is a shred of untruth in a statement, then the whole statement is untruthful. But what people perceive and what is actually legal are two different things. But they didn't bother, no one bothered to take him to task on that statement at all. Not anybody. Which would not happen now. Not her lawyers. Now it might happen to the Clintons, but for other people, that would not be the case. No. Typically, no, but like even said, in Hollywood, for or, them, they've dodged every bullet. Well, that's true. Have you spoken with any of the other women? Paula Jones, Juanita Broderick came to my club when I had my club in New Orleans. Uh, I took a break, and she she was sitting close to where I, the stage, and she kind of waved at me, and I walked over, and she said, "I want to introduce myself to you." She said, you know, I'm Juanita Broderick. And I said, oh, my, Juanita. I would not know what to say. Great to meet you. Well, it took me back because yeah. certainly wasn't expecting it. Now, Juanita is the one that accused Bill of rape. That's, that was my and next That was something very hard for me to comprehend. Yeah, that was my next question. Do you believe he would rape a woman? I didn't believe it until I met her. Okay. And I also have to remind myself that I've heard many stories of men that were serial killers that had wives and children that knew nothing about their activity yeah, and would happen. have bet you the farm that they wouldn't do something like that. Exactly. So I have to remind myself that obviously, especially in this day at this point, that there, there's a, there are a lot of things about Bill that I don't know, that part of his personality that I didn't know, that he never showed me. She was so kind and sweet, very successful woman, uh, had an agency at that time uh, sending nurses out for home care, mm -hmm. and she just was a sweetheart, and she said to me, she said, for the life of me, Jennifer, I don't understand why he had to do something like he did to me when he had someone like you. And, that gives me chills. Yeah, and I said, Juanita, bless your heart. I know. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. And uh, so I've talked to her a few times over the years. Paula uh, Jones. I've met Paula and uh, haven't talked to Paula in a very long time. We're friends on Facebook. I'm friends with Juanita, friends with Kathleen Willie on Facebook. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. You've almost talked about this, but were, were you ever threatened? Uh, I was not. Well, I was not directly threatened. My mother, on the other hand, received a phone call. Now, you have to understand that I don't have the same last name. They had to know. Now, they did have a listed number, but you had to know the name and address. Sure. Where they, and said, uh, she answered the phone one day, and a voice said, your daughter would be better off dead, and hung up. Oh, dear. So that was a clear message to me. Not only can we get you, but we know, we know where your parents are. Yeah, which is a tactic. Yeah, and, but I, but I, mean, I clearly, I, mean, I clearly what, what hurts more than yourself being threatened by someone you love? Well, it, that hurt me worse. That scared Absolutely. me. Absolutely, scared me more because I felt like at that point I had lived a very full life, and if something happened to me, it just going to happen. And so, but I was so I was more concerned of, of their safety than my own. I assume it's evolved. But how would you characterize the Clinton machine? Oh, my. Well, it's huge and it's very powerful. And you better not get in its way. 
Exactly. Unless you're as big and powerful. And then you're going to have a fight on your hands. Yeah, that's hard to know. Because they unite, and they're very strong. The two of them and their power structure. And you've kind of had a front row seat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For a long time. For a very long time. Because I assume the kid that was the attorney general that you met was not really part of the Clinton machine yet. No, he wasn't. He was so sweet and so sincere. He really had good motivations and good uh, plans to do really good things. He's not the same man, no. It, he didn't start out that way. He became corrupted by, by power. And, and Hillary was a big influence on that, I believe, because that was all important to her. He, uh, he was her vehicle. Now, if she had been so uh, independent and hell-bent on being successful on her own, she wouldn't have married Bill. She didn't really, she didn't want to move to Arkansas. She didn't take his name. Right. He got beat, beaten in a gubernatorial election after he was governor the first time. He got beat the second time because Arkansans were like, what? Yeah. You, we don't like that. So that's when she took his name. But had she wanted, she, she she didn't hang out her shingle and build her business. She got everything that she's achieved on his back. That's what ticked me off about the failed nightclub singer statement is because I've worked my ass off. To, well, yeah. to get yeah. to where and achieve the success that I have in that business, and she really never has. But, yeah, she she was out to her, yeah. But that's, uh, like I said, she had, she had a great deal of motivation for him to move up and to become more powerful, and was very instrumental, I'm sure, in forming and maintaining and increasing that power structure. How dangerous. Are the Clintons? Well, I can just tell you, you know, I have a big sense of humor. That's why I can say this. And, and, and thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness that that has gotten me through so much the sense of humor. But you better not get in their way. Exactly. Unless you have proof. Well, <laughs> whatever. And, and you know, it, you it's been say. proven. Uh, people in the Clinton circle sometimes end up dead. Mm-hmm. Um, usually a random accident. Sure. Uh, committing suicide by a gun, sh- a, a shotgun shot in the back of the head, jumping out of windows. Of course, you know, taking pills, things like that. Uh, Vince Foster supposedly committed suicide. Yeah, that's always been questioned. I mean, everyone that knows him says that's just, he wouldn't have done it. No. He was a nice man. Now, there's also been rumors that he and Hillary had a thing. I wouldn't doubt that. Hillary's very bisexual. I mean, she she swings both ways. So, I could and Webb Hubble. Webb, she was awfully close to Webb Hubble. Very close to Webb, and there were you know. And that was for people that don't know him. That was one of the partners at Rose's law firm. Rose law firm. Now he went on to to be head of the justice system for Bill, and the only one that went to prison. Uh, well, exactly. not the only one that went to prison. Of course, McDougal, Susan, yeah. and they. A lot of people went to prison, but I mean, in the tight circle right. of the Clintons. I mean, the real friendship. The Whitewater and was Webb. He took the bullet. And then when Bill could pardon Webb so that he could get his law license back and practice, he didn't do it. I was I was astounded at that and very surprised. Absolutely. I don't think I realized he didn't pardon. No, he did not. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I, I think we have to call yeah. it a peculiar phenomenon. People end up dead into this day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it would be hard to, I wouldn't accuse them. But it is a phenomenon. It is. You know, you can't, I've been, it's been pointed out to me that you can't accuse them without proof. Well, there have been many mafia dons that went to prison from evading the IRS rather than exactly. the murders that they committed. So uh, sometimes that's very difficult you know, there's, to prove. In recent times, there's Seth Rich mm-hmm. in um, D.C. Mm-hmm. There's a couple in Canada that was related to the um the clinton charity mm-hmm. and more recently the doctor that i guess ousted them 
on the funds that were supposed to go to the Haiti residents. No. Um, he, what the doctor he, ended his up in his, his daughter, his 13 year old daughter found him in the bathroom with a knife through his neck. Who yeah. kills himself that way? Especially a doctor. Yeah. And again, much like Vince Foster, everybody said, who, you know, he wouldn't have done it. Absolutely. Hmm. You've spoken about it um, in relation to your parents, but are you ever fearful or were you ever fearful? Oh, definitely. I was extremely fearful for a very long time. Before I left Little Rock, before my story broke, and then after, uh, first year after, I moved into a very secure building, high-rise building in Dallas that had armed guards. I did the best I could for myself. I had would have a security person armed to go with me to the grocery store, to the drugstore, until I just got tired of it. And I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. If it happens, it happens. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to live my life this way. So, uh, so far I'm still kicking. You certainly are. <laughs> um, afterwards, even today, how, how do you feel about politics in general? The power in politics, I, I guess that's what I'm asking. I think it's gotten to the ridiculous point. I think they're all, not all of them, because I don't know all of them. I haven't paid attention uh, to some. But for the most part, what I gather is that they're all about their power, which translates into money in their pockets. It really does. And they're all about themselves. And I'm delighted to see that a lot of them are getting voted out. I'm, I'm delighted to see that people are talking about term limits. There should have been term limits from the very beginning so that we can avoid some of what we're dealing with today. I'm a big Donald Trump fan, voted for Donald. I know he's a little eccentric and does things a little differently. Exactly. But I truly believe that he has the best interest of the country at heart. And he's trying desperately to get some important things done. At all odds. He is. He's not and only fighting the Democrats, but his own party. The, the, the establishment. Oh, yeah. The establishment. The establishment has become. They're, they're so threatened by him. Oh, and, they are. And yeah. um, and it's high time they were threatened by somebody. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. it, it, it becomes a stagnant process. And, but and, isn't it interesting, Grace, now oh, that, my goodness, that he, yes. has, he, has the, the, he has Twitter he has the social media. He has said on more than one occasion, it's my means of putting the word out on something in my own words. Yeah. I know from I know from firsthand experience, it's very difficult. I have I'm not sure that I saw one article that I did with a newspaper that was accurate. Now, some of it, when I say accurate, some of it would be right, but then there would be a lot of it that wasn't, or they would take a spin on something that I said. For their own agenda. I learned that when they came to interview me, whether it was uh, television or newspaper, they came with an agenda. So they were going to make my interview, whatever I said, fit into that agenda. Match whatever they wanted it. So there was a lot of bull. Exactly. And so I And and a lot of the TV shows do that now. Mm -hmm. Sure they do. Just like the newspaper. Mm -hmm. Newspapers still do it. Mm -hmm. They do. And that's really not fair. Well, life's not fair. No, it's not. No. Learned that early on. <laughs> yeah. Or you do. How do you feel about men now? Did well, Bill Clinton change the way you felt about men? That is such a wonderful you I wanna say, Grace, I have enjoyed this visit so much because you have asked some questions that no one's asked me before. Really? Yeah, I love this question, for example. Uh, how oh, do good. I feel about men? I love men. I'm a, a heterosexual woman, and I love men and enjoy the company. Exactly. I'm glad to hear that because I say that all the time, don't I, Connor? Yes, and and you know what? That was wonderful. We love you too, Jennifer. Thank you, baby. <laughs> You've got a great sexy boy. Doesn't he? <laughs> well, I'm in my pajamas. No. Just, just. I wanted to throw that reality in there. I'm in my pajamas right now. <laughs> so guess what? So are Grace and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, now I really want to be there. Yeah. Oh. We're having a slumber party it's not tonight. Not that kind of show, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Okay. Bill O'Reilly mm. has a 13-year affair with a subordinate. Mm. He ends up paying her $32 million. Jeez. I, I had the affair with the wrong man. Exactly. <laughs> Bill Clinton has a 12-year affair, and his lover is ostracized. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? What are your thoughts about that? Well, standard? well, well it's over-the-top, unbelievably ridiculous, the difference. It is. It is. It, it's, and in the scheme of things, it's happened in a short period of time. Yeah. But, but, you know, a lot of things have happened in our society in a short period of time. For example, cell phones and, yeah. and social media. Social I mean, media. There, there have been a lot of things come down the pipe that have happened in a short period of time. I think, well, Bill, Bill O'Reilly's situation actually happened before the Me Too movement started. Isn't that correct? It did, kind of. It did. Or what had it already and, started? And, and, I don't recall. Well, it was, it had started. He had other issues. But Lee Sweel, in particular, had what she, she claimed was a consensual but unconsensual relationship with him because he had more power than she did. Mm -hmm. So he ended up paying her $32 million. Now, rightfully so, Bill Clinton was a pretty powerful man, yeah. even as governor of Arkansas. Yeah, yeah he was. He, he was extremely powerful at the end of his reign. Exactly. Of Arkansas. Where's your 32 mil? That's, I think, that's a good question. Let's put that question out. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting it out there. The Clintons are listening. Where's my 32 yeah, mil? Because they certainly have the jack now. <laughs> I want to have my boobs done. I need the money. <laughs> Mama needs new shoes. Uh, speaking of money, Juanita Broderick says, take Bill Clinton's presidential pension away. Yeah, sure. You think that's fair? I think it's extremely fair, but that's not what he's made. He's made money on the no, foundation. She has a point. She says, you know, my tax dollars are going to pay this man's pension. And he raped and abused women. And if others like Bill O'Reilly, Weinstein are going to lose their jobs, their pensions, Matt Lauer, Matt Lauer many high profile. Exactly. Guys. Then Bill Clinton's pension should be, taken away from her. Well, since and I believe she even said a secret service. I thought that was kind of really mean. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. So, yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying, wow, she even, you know, went to D.C. Well, she's seeking some fairness in this hypocrisy that's going she on. She is. The difference between the ladies that are coming out now and, and us. Exactly. Uh, me and and you guys were so brave. Well, mine was out. My <laughs> my situation was out of I felt out of necessity, or I would have never done it. Not because I wasn't brave enough, but because I would not have wanted to do that to him. Exactly. You know, I, like I said, I felt like I was on my own, and I had to protect myself. But um, I think that that's fair. I mean, since Bill's not in office, that they can take away from him. Right. Yeah. Then he should suffer in some way. Yeah. And but he's not going to volunteer the peoples, that. The people, the we the people, their money should not be going to. Well, I think she makes a good point. I, I think it's a, it's it's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yay for wow, her. yay for uh -huh. her to think of it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you talked a little bit about this, but in general, how do you feel about the media today? The mainstream uh -huh. media, particularly. Uh -huh. Well, you hear Trump just going crazy about the mainstream media. Hey, media. And, of course, he's found a way to bypass it. Well, he's right. Yeah. I've been dealing with this for 20-some years, the fake media. And what we discussed a bit earlier about right. how they'll have an agenda and they'll turn whatever it is I'm, I've said into fitting into that agenda. I think it's really sad for the, the American public that, for the most part, they can't depend on getting straight, honest, unbiased news. Exactly. Like the, the news anchors will give their opinion Right. Their opinions on something. And they will slant the facts to fit the oh, opinion. Major. I don't mind opinion. But well, when I don't you're mind slanting it the facts you know, if they say, you know, this these are the facts and now this is my opinion, take it or leave it. But they try to influence people, in my opinion, with with their opinion. 
Exactly, and and, and, and you are probably me. a person that's been <laughs> very unfairly treated. Extremely unfairly treated. I still get unfairly treated because I have never been able to totally overcome the bimbo. Remember the bimbo eruption? Oh yeah, it was oh, labeled, yeah. which was Hillary's idea, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. And Betsy, in right? fact, that became like a. Oh yeah, yeah that was supposed to I be. I remember funny. one of my kids coming home and saying, "Doesn't she seem like a bimbo?" I'm like. Where did you get that? I mean, not you, but somebody. I don't know. And so it well, became also, trendy. It also, it also became trendy to receive oral sex because it wasn't supposed to be sex in junior high and high school because right. of Bill's relationship with Michael Lewinsky. Exactly. And up. So, yeah, uh, ridiculous. And so what do you think about the Me Too? I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it. Now, I, I'm not particularly um, happy with... I think it's I I think fair is fair. Right. Is it going too far? I yeah. don't think it can go too far, except for the fact that some of these men haven't had an opportunity to defend themselves. Right. And, and they deserve that. They deserve that. And these women should bring forth proof of what they have to say, or witnesses some sort of documentation as to what they have to say. Right. In order you for can't the, have a man to, to ultimately suffer to the extent that some of them have. Yeah. Now they're just taking the ladies' words for it, and they're not having to substantiate anything. Exactly. You can't just go out on a date, have a bad night of sex, and then decide later. And there are a lot of bad nights. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of bad nights. I mean, nights. that's not fair. Well, I tell you, that's that's the only... But, I, but I've also said... In, uh, following that thought in my head the next thought was you know it, having been through all that I've been through with sexual sexual harassment in the workplace I'll take it on any level that I can get it so be it if they have to suffer maybe some that aren't guilty because women overall over the years have been the ones that have suffered the greatest so, if some men have to go by the wayside as a result of it for the positives that are coming through, then that's just the just way collateral damage. Sure, collateral damage. Yeah. What have been for you the long-term effects of your relationship with mm -hmm. Bill? Distrust. I never know how I'm going to be received. Like, for example, when I had my club in New Orleans, uh, my club became a tourist destination. Thank, thankfully, it was yeah. very successful, but many people, you know, I, I made this point early on. If I had done, if I had planned all this and I had planned to come out uh, and hurt him, uh, all a part of that plan would have been to let people know what I wanted them to know about me to promote whatever it was, which in my case would have been my entertainment career. You know, they what the media put out there was I was a former news reporter and a I think they called me a, a secretary. I was never a secretary. I was when I had the state job. I was assistant administrator for a legal agency. But I would have made sure that it was planned better. Right. <laughs> and you know, I would have been able to accomplish that. General knowledge would have been me as a performer because then I would have wanted to try to promote my career that way. Well, a lot of people came into my club and said, you know, we didn't know what to expect when we came in here. But you've been so nice, and you're, and I appreciate this that you're very talented, and we've had the best time we've had since we've been in the French Quarter, and that meant a lot to me. Oh, absolutely. Because, because I was one girl fighting a huge power structure that was moving so fast and so effective that it was impossible for me to to fight it overall. And very talented. Well, thank you. And Grace. sometimes. The talent probably got no, it pushed to the back of being well, it once Bill Bill Clinton's lover. It, it exactly was. And, you know, for a woman like you, that would make you mad. Now, I have been uninvited to serve the homeless at Thanksgiving. I have uh, <laughs> I lost a, a feature position at the uh, Hilton where Elvis performed for many years because... Arthur Goldberg at the time was CEO of that company of the Hilton Corporation. Yeah. He found out that I was there that day to sign a contract and he heard about it and called the president of that Hilton and said, Bill Clinton's a friend of mine. 
we're not doing business with her today and or Bill ever. would never want that, would he? Would he want you to lose a job because of him? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But see, you had the FOBs, the friend of Bill's. Yeah. Whether they were truly friends or they just thought they were in doing him a favor. Doing him a favor. See, so that was a million dollars to me. What do you call a friend of Hillary? That's a good question. So should we come up with a term? <laughs> we need a term. <laughs> yeah, we do. Because I have a feeling that's more scary. Well, you know, <laughs> FOH would come to mind. If you could change the past, would you? Yes, I would. I would not have had our relationship. I would have had the relationship Okay. because it was so special to me. Because I, my life, I would not be the person I am today had I not had that experience. I'm talking about the good parts. Exactly. Well, I'm talking about the bad parts too, but I mean, for the most part, the good, the good parts. I would have changed that. It would have the scandal would have would have happened over it. That's what I would change. As far as anything else, here again, everything that I've experienced in life, good and bad, made me the person I am today. You would have changed me. loving him. Oh no! Oh no! I didn't. I've think never so. experienced that kind of love since. I've loved again. Sure. I'm more cautious in love. But then I would say a lot of women, even not having had that experience with a scandal, at a certain point become somewhat cautious in love. Just oh, based on sure. their experiences. So For sure, men being men, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> very very well said, Greg. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to tell us? I just would like to tell you both that I have thoroughly enjoyed this. And thank you for having me we've enjoyed it too and you're definitely welcome back anytime absolutely there is a lot more we can talk about well and we'll do and it i again. hope you will come back i will come back i'd love to now see you i know that i could trust you you're not trying to sabotage me no see, that's not what at i mean all. i i felt good about this in the first place but i felt good about others yeah, i'm that, sure it didn't turn out well but this was great i feel absolutely. a real kinship with the beautiful red-headed grace <laughs> good then we can all agree to have you on again absolutely and Thank we you. don't always agree but life's a journey and life is a journey and enjoy the adventure absolutely godspeed everyone thank you thanks for listening everybody thank you jennifer dueling dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at ix web hosting Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.